0: Greetings, everyone. Welcome. My name is Andy Neal and you're listening to The Hiker Podcast. What is up, everybody? This is Andy, and you're listening to the podcast that gets to know the hikers behind the trekking poles, that asks the why of hiking, that attempts to demystify hiking, that takes me, Andy, a new hiker. I don't know if I can still call myself a new hiker, but I'm going to go ahead and do it, and finds out about hiking and finds out what motivates people to get on the trail, whether they're a thru-hiker, a backpacker, a redliner, uh, a, a peak bagger, or a day hiker, whatever it is finds out what gets them on the trail, find out how hiking has changed them and how they in turn are changing the world around them. That's right, you're listening to The Hiker Podcast, and I'm so excited this week because we have a sponsor. Yes, a sponsor. CS Coffee has sponsored The Hiker Podcast and they're providing an affiliate link as well. I'm so excited. Little story behind this. So I am a coffee aficionado. I worked at Starbucks for nine years. My last month at Starbucks was the month they were rolling out via instant coffee. So when I began to hike via instant coffee was something I was I was just constantly having because I was used to Starbucks. And then I started tasting some other instant coffees. And then I saw this one online called CS Instant Coffee. Piqued my interest, the bag looked a little bigger. The bag was in this foil stuff, so it was, it was biodegradable. I'm like, really, really cool. But I hadn't had a chance to try it yet. Well, I was watching Tuesdays at Two with Luke Parasol and Jeff Garmeyer. If you haven't checked them out, they both been on the show and they have this Instagram show called Tuesdays at Two which is basically Tuesdays anytime between 11 and 6. Anyways, depends what time zone you're in really. But I had won a contest to give away they were doing with garage grown gear. And I won um, some CS instant coffee. I tried it was amazed posted about it on Instagram and then CS instant coffee reached out to me and they want to sponsor the show and provide an affiliate link so you can buy some and help the show out by buying some CS instant coffee. A little bit about CS instant coffee, their packaging is 100% compostable. Unlike the other instant coffees, you're not gonna see that, which I I don't know why, but you just don't. And also the amount of coffee you get per package is twice as much as you would get in a Via or one of the other kinds of coffee for the trail and it is seriously the best instant coffee i have ever had the best coffee for the trail i would encourage you all to check it out and try it and if you go to the link that's in the description of this episode or just go to hikerpodcast.com scroll down to the bottom you'll see a little cs instant coffee logo at the bottom click on that that's my affiliate link if you buy coffee from cs coffee with that affiliate link it helps out the show so Try CS Instant Coffee. And in a few weeks here, I'm going to be doing a giveaway. Stand by for how you can get some free CS Instant Coffee. I'm excited to give it away along with some other stuff. I'm just blown away by the fact that they they wanted to sponsor. They reached out to me. They are committed to sustainability and environmental stewardship. Uh, So many initiatives they're doing and uh, just, you know, wanting to be carbon neutral and just, oh gosh, go to their website, csinstant.coffee. That's C-S, letter C, letter S instant cs instant co- cs instant coffee i'm gonna mess it up there and uh check out everything they do but better yet go to the link in this description you can buy the coffee straight from there or go to hikerpodcast.com, scroll down to the bottom click on the logo for cs instant coffee and it helps out the show when you use the affiliate link i am just so blown away by the support this podcast has continued to get we have another sponsor coming on in february a gear company, so coffee and gear, gear and coffee. Who could ask for anything more? I'm just super stoked by how all of you have been so supportive of the show. If you want to support the show and maybe you don't have an extra money to buy some CS instant coffee by going to the link in the description or going to hikerpodcast.com and clicking on the logo and buying it there, you can just leave an Apple podcast review. And you're like, Andy, I don't have Apple. I don't use Apple Podcasts. Well, then just send me your review by email. Andy at hikerpodcast.com. And I will be glad to post it. And It lets other people know about the show. And so if they're looking for a hiker podcast, why not try The Hiker Podcast. Thank you all so much for being so awesome. I'm so excited about this week's guest. I know you all are waiting. Like, come on, Andy. I want to wait. I'm here for somebody else. I want to hear from our next guest, Julia Sheehan Rocket. Many of you know her. She is an Air Force veteran, registered nurse, and all around avid backpacker. She vlogs. She writes. She hopes to inspire personal connection in the hiking community. Many of you know her from her YouTube channel on youtube.com. We'll have a link to that in the description, of course. And uh, yeah, I was super excited to have a conversation with her and talk to her about hiking and inspiration and so many good things. So without any further ado, my conversation with Julia Rocket Sheehan. So happy to have so many people who've come, th- come on the show who have had influence in the hiking community. And this week we have Julia Sheehan on the show. You may know her from a YouTube channel, from her Instagram. She is a blogger, a thru-hiker. She's recently completed the, or hiked the Oregon Coast Trail. And Julia, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: So I th- believe I met you through following uh legends girlfriend you were hiking uh with her on the oregon ghost trail and I, I found your stuff and i found your youtube channel and you have so many amazing resources there so with that all said tell us about yourself who you are where you come from and and your background all the stuff hikers usually want to know
1: Sure. Um, my story is definitely unique. I a lot of people have said, and Maggie specifically, who um, I know you through, she said that in my short 31 years that I've lived like 10 lives. So there's so many things that have happened in my life or things that I've done that have just kind of like molded me into the person that I am. Um, I'm a twin. Um, I was born very sick as a child. And luckily for me, you know, made a full recovery as an infant. I, was, um, I had a very, very devastating respiratory virus. As a baby, I was born um, two and a half months early, three months early, um, as most twins usually are. And so from the very beginning of my life, I've had just a lot of challenges kind of like fighting against me. Um, So I grew up like any normal child uh, with a brother and a sister and joined the military out of high school. I went to college for a year and realized that if I stayed in college, I would probably drink myself out of college. So I joined the military. I was in the Air Force for six years where I was an airplane mechanic. And then after getting out of the military, I stopped in Des Moines, Iowa to visit my sister and stayed there for four years, became a farming cowgirl, I guess you would say. And then eventually kind of was floating aimlessly after the military after having that structure and decided to go to nursing school. And then I moved back to Pittsburgh where my family is from. And I've been here for three years. And at some point in that, in those three years, I've been back, I, you know, maybe hiked the Appalachian trail. (laughs) And so that kind of brings me to where I am now.
0: Awesome. So you really have from, you know, the military to nursing school to events as a child you have you've gone through a lot so what really kind of got you in to hiking you, you know it's kind of a not necessarily a big jump but there's just a lot going on what made you say hey i'm passionate about the outdoors and about about you know walking for a very long time
1: yeah so as a child my brother and sister and i we lived in the woods we we grew up um, on a rural street with like a wooded lot around us. So we spent almost every day outside in the woods, um, pretending, climbing trees. And that just really shaped who I am as an adult, just understanding the value of having nature and in your backyard. And so when I was in nursing school, when I was 26, I found myself really stressed out. Nursing school, I was in an accelerated program, which is honestly, I, every day I felt like I was going to fail out. And um, I would find myself going to the state park in, where I lived in Iowa in this rural community and taking my dog, and we would just listen to music. We would sit in the woods. We would go for little walks. I called it walking in the woods. And eventually I realized, like, this is actually how I'm processing all of my stress. And I, I feel really good when I'm out here, just smelling all the nature smells and the blue sky and the gentle breeze and just the forest and the, the leaves and everything. It just felt really therapeutic for me. And so when I moved back to Pittsburgh and I, was a nurse, I realized, you know, life is really precious. I worked with a lot of really sick people and it made me realize that getting up and going to work every day for 50 years was just, it seemed completely, you know, ridiculous to me that that's how we spend our viable years. So I started looking at what can I do to just have more meaning in my life. And I started looking at van life and traveling more. And I just kind of stumbled across backpacking and having spent years kind of out in the forest I realized that maybe this was something I wanted to try and I just kind of I'm an all-or-nothing kind of person so once I'm interested in something I like dive headfirst directly into it and five months later I was at the southern terminus of the Appalachian Trail.
0: So you're on the Appalachian Trail in 2019. Talk a little bit about that experience. We've had a lot of thru-hikers on the show of course but it What was it about that that made you fall in love with not only hiking but the hiking community? Because you've you've garnered quite a following online, and what about that experience has made you fall in love with the community of hiking?
1: Well, firstly, I take no responsibility for the amazing community that has made me feel so loved. I just feel very lucky to have been, you know, followed in the way that I was, and it's really made me feel important and that I can use my voice to talk about the things that are important. But the thing about through hiking that just like stole the show was you would get to wake up in the morning and I would always spend the first five to six, seven miles just hiking completely silent, processing my thoughts. And you don't really get that in the real world. You don't get four or five hours to just think about what You know, process what you're thinking about. And it just made me fall in love with the idea of life being so simple and you have one purpose and one goal, which is just keep walking and getting where you're going. And just the people I met along the way, they aren't even my friends anymore. They're all like brothers and sisters to me. And I can call any single one of those people at any time and they'll drop whatever they're doing to call me back and if i need anything or if they need anything i'm able to drop whatever i'm doing rally behind them connect with them and just really stay in this these really great relationships with people that you don't get in the real world because you don't spend 24 hours a day with anyone at all you know unless you are stay and you both have stay at home jobs so just the community is just, it's the kind of people that you want to be around. They're all looking for a greater purpose. They're all looking for adventure. They all want to feel good about something that they're doing. And I think that's how we all relate to each other is just feeling that we're all like looking for something more than just what, the, what society has told us that that's what we should do.
0: So what inspired you to start vlogging on the Appalachian Trail?
1: So you'll never see these videos, but years ago I <laughs> tried to do like makeup vlogging because I was into makeup. I was just kind of in my late 20s trying to find what made me happy. And I had a lot of fun just making these funny videos about makeup and stuff and then I realized I don't really care about makeup and looks and all of that. But um before I started the Appalachian Trail, I started this very small video series called Finding Happiness and it was me trying to figure out what in life makes people happy and how to how to find it myself. So I did like a little five part video series before just kind of interviewing people and doing different things to try to find happiness for myself because I was really just at a point in my life where our happiness kind of seemed unattainable. And that's when I stumbled onto through hiking and backpacking. And it just kind of made sense that I would start sharing that, um, on my, you know, on through vlogs and how I would kind of show my process of if I find happiness out on trail. And I absolutely did. So it just kind of, became its own thing.
0: So talk a little bit about with your YouTube channel, how did that grow? Because you're at, you know, you're at over 20,000 subscribers now, which is significant. What did that process look like? Was it like an intentional, like, I want to grow my my followers or did it just kind of happen or a little bit of both?
1: So once again, I take no responsibility for this. I honestly feel like the universe has just given me such good luck. So I, about a year ago, I released a 52 minute docu, I call it a vlogumentary Um, about my through hike on the Appalachian Trail and at this point I maybe had a thousand subscribers and I released the video thinking it would get maybe 10,000 views you know maybe my my Instagram community would kind of view it and my family would share it and I'd get a couple of views and overnight it had 20,000 views and by the end of the week it had 100,000 views and I think YouTube forgot to like Pay attention to the video, and it just—they like were like, "Oops, crap! We accidentally like we're we accidentally shared this like we shared the wrong video and made a mistake." And somehow this video just started going not viral, but it started just being shared. And I was getting messages on Facebook, on Instagram, on YouTube from people that I didn't even know saying, "This just popped up on my like things you should watch page on YouTube," and I watched it, and I am astounded. So I I don't know. I think that video really helped people just find me on there. And at that point I realized, okay, well maybe, maybe people want to see what I have to say and what I want to share. And so that's when I just kind of started sharing videos on no set schedule, just whenever I was feeling inspired. I don't want YouTube to be a job for me because, you know, once it becomes monotonous, I won't want to do it anymore. And I really enjoy sharing the videos so I can go back and kind of relive those precious memories.
0: So you're off the Appalachian Trail and you're making videos, you know, whenever, whenever you want and now you've, you have have this whole community of of people following you who maybe you've never met maybe they've only hiked the pacific crest or maybe they haven't they're just thinking about going out through hike talk a little about the the online hiking community and how they um have reacted to you and and uh, followed you
1: the fact that people care what i have to say is to me, it just—it seems like I'm unworthy um, because I'm just a normal person, just like everybody else that's ever backpacked, that's ever wanted to through hike. Um, you know, I started just where a lot of people are that message me, and they say, "I don't know where to start. I'm a woman. I've never backpacked alone. Like, what do I do?" And so, those are the kind of people that I just really want to connect with and say, "I was exactly where you are right now a few years ago, where I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to start, and the only, the only motivation I can tell people is just." To do it, there's no secret to succeeding in it. It's just a matter of finally like finding the goal to just go and do it. Um, and the community is amazing. I every day when I'm feeling lonely or especially this year, it's been very isolating. when I'm feeling lonely or down or I'm feeling like I'm not good enough or you know and just feeling insecure, I wake up every day to people supporting me. And I try to do that as well. I try to reach out to as many people as possible and just remind them that they are also worthy and special and beautiful too. So it's, the community is unparalleled. And that's why no matter what, I will never, ever turn my back on the hiking community.
0: So going back to the Appalachian trail a little bit, at what point on that trail did you realize I am in love with through hiking? Like this is what not necessarily maybe I want you for a career or that, but like I want to be about this. Was there a specific moment or was it the whole time you were on the trail, just kind of gradually? Was there just a, a time where you're like, this is what I live for now?
1: Absolutely. So in the very beginning, I spent a lot of time feeling guilty about leaving my life and my family and just kind of being selfish and saying like, this is what I'm doing. And it's not really, it's not really, it doesn't make sense in the world, but this is what I'm doing. And my family supported me. They sent me care packages and, Eventually, it was some point in Virginia when I was kind of hiking on my own and just seeing how far I could go each day and just making my own decisions and just really living unapologetically. I wasn't living by anyone's standards but my own. And that was when I realized that although through hiking seems impossible and it's exhausting, like if you've ever backpacked, you understand that it's not – you're sore 24-7. And it was just the challenge of my mind was getting stronger as my body – would wear out throughout the day and just realizing that you don't get this experience in the real world, like in any way, because you can go for a weekend backpacking trip, but is that really showing like how much grit you have? It's when you're 700 miles into a 2000 mile journey and you're realizing, oh my gosh, I have so much further to go, but I also get so many more memories to make. And it was just kind of in the middle of Virginia when I realized that like is where I actually felt happy. I didn't, I didn't live by anyone's standards, but my own. And this was exactly where I needed to be.
0: So you talked about feeling guilty, you know, leaving your family behind and things like that. And you you already when you began the Appalachian Trail, you've already, you know, lived the several lifetimes, as you said. You, you know, you've been in the military, nursing school. Um not the stereotypical story of, oh, I just finished college and I'm trying to find myself, so I'm gonna go, you know, hike for a year and then, you know, try to find myself. How did you deal with the idea of just leaving everything behind and what would you tell someone who's like you know i want to go do this but i have responsibilities i have you know my family they're worried about me i have my job what would you tell someone who really would like to try this through hiking thing out but they're worried about the life they're living and and screwing that up
1: i would say there's only a few things that should Inhibit you from through hiking. And I get a lot of messages and sometimes angry messages saying, wow, I wish I could just quit my job and go live in the woods, or wow, must be nice not having to work. And I saved a lot of money by working a ton of overtime over the winter before I left for my through hike. And to this day, I budget, I save every penny I possibly can. And I don't live off of credit cards or mommy and daddy's money, as some people have commented. Um, But there's only a few things that I think should keep you off trail and those are responsibilities or of are you a new parent do you have young children and i'm not saying people with young children should not through hike i'm just saying that they're you know unless you're financially or personally responsible for the lives of other people um, i personally don't really see a reason why you can't make it work yes i had a job i owned a home i had debt i i was living a life just like everyone else it didn't just luckily happen for me i had to make it happen and If it's something that you want to try, a job is a job. And unless it's your dream job and that's the most important thing in your life, a job is just that. It's just a means to funds to help you do the things you want. It should never be your life. And if there's any way to do it, you just have to put your nose down, work really hard, save as much money as you can, and just pull, you know, eventually just make that decision to do that. And it's very scary because we're told. You know, get a job, have a 401k, um, advance in your career, have the white picket fence, have the you know three bedroom ranch house, have the husband, have the kids, and I'm telling you that you don't have to have those things to be happy. And the scariest part is just getting in the car and with your pack on and going, but once you're there, it'll be more than worth it.
0: So the haters, um, that that that's always an issue online. People like to say what they want to say and. There are, there are people who would say things to you online who don't normally or wouldn't normally say things to you to your face. As a woman in this community, what are some obstacles you've had to face that maybe you know, someone like me, you know, a straight white male wouldn't have to face in the through hiking community? And how has how has things changed since you begin gotten into the hiking community for the better? And where does the hiking community still need to improve to be more inclusive? Um with women and people of color and queer and queer folks like that.
1: Oh, I'm so happy that you brought this up because this is such an important topic. Um, For me, being a white woman only gives me a few limitations, just the the woman part. Um, I'm a straight white woman and I, the only things that I really encountered were, oh, I literally had an old man tell me to smile while I was a thousand miles into my trip. And the two men behind me, he didn't tell them to smile. So it was just kind of like, that stereotype of like women are supposed to smile and nod and be little dainty creatures that we sit, you know, sit on the couch and just nod our heads. And, you know, that's still out there. And, oh, like, where's your boyfriend? Oh, I hope you're not out here alone. Like, oh, you're doing this all by yourself when it's, it's demeaning to think that a woman shouldn't or couldn't be out there alone. Um, And I also think that people, think it's okay to talk down to women, um, just because we are women. And when I, when I, um, released, um, I released a blog about, it was called a letter to the post trail through hiker. And it talked about like the depressive things that go on after the trail and how emotional, like, and how emotionally changing the trail was. And I had a bunch of men like, wow, it's just hiking. Like you're being like, you know, you're making more of it than it is. And I think discrediting women and their experiences is, is, something that still happens in the community. Um, but for me being a straight white woman, I've only really faced that. Where's your boyfriend? And Oh, don't you need to carry a gun? Aren't you worried? Um, when men don't have to worry about if someone's going to break into their tent and try to, you know, hurt them. Um, but for like the, the people of color and the LGBTQ plus community, I feel like we need to not only make them feel comfortable, but it shouldn't even be at that point it should just be that you are allowed to be who you want and exists on the trail um people of all shapes sizes religions um belief systems should just be there and we shouldn't have to even say you belong here because they should already feel welcome um and i think the way to do that is working with big brands garage brands and people like me who maybe have a little bit bigger of a voice to just say like not only do you not, not only do you belong here but like you should already feel like you belong. So I don't know what that's going to look like. Um, I think just advertising with more people of color and people that look different than the, you know, straight white male with the, you know, zip off pants, you know, to help change the community and just keep reiterating that everyone belongs here. Everyone belongs outside.
0: Absolutely. So as someone with a voice, what has been the reaction from the community when you've, you brought those things up?
1: um especially with the black lives matter and a lot of things that have been happening this year um i think politically this year has been very tough um on everybody but f- people thinking that um we're discrediting the lives of other people by wanting a certain type of people to have equality um people thinking that black lives matter means others don't and um just the challenges of people not wanting to let go of their own beliefs because they're afraid that their their rights will be diminished, which I think is completely you know, terrifying. Because ima- imagine being someone that has everything at their fingertips and feeling that that's going to be taken away if other people are given equality. And I think that's what's wrong with our country is people think that everyone doesn't deserve goodness. And only a certain group of people does. And thinking that if it's taken away from you to give into somebody else, like you're going to be missing out instead of saying like, we can all actually benefit from equality. And, um, I've gotten some backlash. Um, when I posted a few things, I've lost thousands of followers because they believe that I was sympathizing with a certain type of people. And, um, it really hurt me thinking that people were opposed to equality or in my opinion that's what I was speaking up of Black Lives Matter was I'm not saying that cops are all bad people and I'm not saying that the system isn't broken but just saying that we shouldn't have no one should wake up in our our country supposedly the greatest country in the world and feel that they don't have equal rights as everybody else and it's been tough I've gotten some flack but mostly a ton of support and that's what really keeps me going
0: Absolutely. And keep, keep doing that. And, you know, it's important to those, those, those of us who have a voice to to put, to put that out there and make those conversations happen and call wrong, wrong and right, right. Um, Shifting a little bit here. You talked a little bit about, you know, the, the typical American dream, you know, you you owned a house, you you did those things and now you're, uh, well, a lot lot of people don't like this term, but you're, you're you're in the hiker trash community. You're, you're doing, the hiker thing, um, is there a tension there for you? Still, maybe wanting to, you know, have those American dream type things, but then also, you know, wanting to, you know, go live in, you know, the wilderness for, you know, two, three weeks at a time or a month at a time. Is there a tension there for you, or is, and how do you deal with that?
1: You know, it's weird. It's like once I once I discovered through hiking, it was kind of like the my American dream like morphed into this new dream, and I'm not saying that one day I don't want to have kids and maybe get married. I'm at this point in my life, I am, I want to have less. Like I want to eventually live in a van or a bus and just continually travel. And, um, at this point I don't see myself settling down into that, you know, white picket fence with a husband and kids. Um, which is great because my, my mom has been so supportive in saying, you know what, like when I retire, like I want to, come be with you and do those things too. Like I actually think that you're onto something like great here Um, that maybe the American dream is, isn't really that great. Um, And so for me, I don't see that ever being my future. And it's so amazing that I see so many people already out there doing it, living in vans, living in, in their cars and just traveling, living that nomadic life. And it's so inspiring that I don't have to feel like I'm crazy for wanting to live that way. So that's my goal is just eventually have no solid four walls and just keep traveling and keep seeing the world because you only get, you know, so many good, healthy years to go see
0: it. Exactly. Don't, don't waste the time you have. And for some people, maybe the white picket fence is, is what's for them. But I know for me, I I bought the house and I'm like, you know what? I think I want more. And when you have kids and stuff, it's a little more complicated, but it's just, there's what works for you works for you. And it's, your what what works for you may not work for somebody else. And I think it's important for everybody to realize that. Yeah. And to respect other people's goals. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so recently you hiked uh, a trail that is, is near me, the Oregon coast trail. And we've had others who have hiked the Oregon coast trail on here, but you hiked it with, with two other women you've, you've never met in person before and you just went and did it. And you did this uh, great video series on your YouTube channel about it. Um, a lot of people don't know about the Oregon Coast Trail, and I always like to talk about it a little bit uh, I think it's a it's an underrated trail. But it's also some parts aren't even a trail. Talk a little bit about how that came about and uh, what that experience was like.
1: I'm not even sure how Maggie and Becca and I connected. I think Maggie had posted something, or Becca had Becca. I think Becca posted something, and I commented on it like, "Oh, like what a what a girl gang this would be if we like met up." And Maggie kind of responded to that. And before we know it, we were all in like a group message like, hey, let's connect. Let's let's do something like this year sucks. Let's do something together. And so um, the plan just kind of, we were kind of looking at Arizona, maybe Utah, like what we wanted to kind of go spend a week doing. And Maggie had to be in Oregon to meet Legend, like they were doing something with Legend's family. And Becca lives in Tacoma. So In reality, I was the only one that kind of had to do any significant travel to get there. Um, And we just kind of said, let's do six, seven days on the Oregon Coast Trail and just let's get out there. Let's just do something. And so before we knew it, you know, our plans were made and we met in uh, Portland and drove down to Lincoln City and uh, started hiking. We did like 75 or 80 miles on the Oregon Coast Trail. And I mean, it is one of the most confusing, beautiful, and just kind of Awe-inspiring trails I'd ever been on.
0: Talk a little bit about on, on that particular trail, and we're actually Maggie and and Becca both are going to be on the show. I already have them scheduled, so I'm super excited to have all three of you on the show. Yay! Uh, talk a little bit about what the trail is like physically, as far as you know. A lot of a lot of places there aren't really trail. What's that like?
1: Oh man, road walking is my kryptonite, and there is a lot of road walking, but it also offers you the opportunity to hitchhike. Um, there's a lot of people in, you know, their trucks that will take you wherever you need to go. Um, there's no, like, requirement on the on the OCT. Like, you have to do, you know, there's no elitist mentality there. So it kind of gives you the freedom to just enjoy it and make your own decision. So we started in Lincoln City, and it immediately started with a road walk. So we decided to find our own way, and uh, there were some trails on this app that we were using um, called the Hiker app, which saved our lives many a times because we could not figure out where we were. So we found these like connecting trails and it took us towards God's thumb, which is amazing. If you're ever in Lincoln city, you must go check it out. Um, So the first day we weren't even technically on the trail until right before we went to bed Um, in the landscape. I, I mean, the Pacific Northwest is an enchanted forest. Like the entire area is beautiful. Lichen, moss, cedar trees, tall pines and gorgeous, 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 just undergrowth. And Um, so you're pretty much in the forest and then you're on a beach and maybe you're on the beach for five or six miles and then you're on a road for 20 miles, maybe, or five miles. Then you're walking through pastures. It's, it's really just its its own beast. And the terrain was difficult. I developed really bad blisters on the second day. Um, Becca ended up um, pulling a hamstring. Um, And Maggie, as you know, she is a beast and suffered no, no, um, painful, um, experiences, but, um. Yeah, it was really cool. We camped on the beach, which I believe is legal on the off season, um, but yeah, it was it was really cool.
0: I I love the Oregon coast. I used to live in Brookings in the south part, and I, it's it's an amazing, amazing place. The whole thing up and down. I've driven the I've driven up the one hundred and one a thousand times from from Brookings up to Lincoln City. And if anybody ever wants to do that trail, I, I I'd encourage you to do it because it's there's nothing like the Oregon coast. It's it's gorgeous. So. What does the future hold for you, hiking wise and and, and personally? Uh, you've done the you've done the AT Oregon Coast Trail. You have a you know a, a significant following on Instagram and YouTube. So, what does the future look like for you as far as you know professionally? You know, hiking wise, what what what's in store for you?
1: Well, there's a couple of things. I have my iron in a couple of fires. So, absolutely, next year I will be doing at least one trail. Um, I. I don't want to give it away until it's official, but it will be in the Southwest. Um, It maybe is 800 miles and it's maybe in Arizona. Um, And I may be be starting that in March. So please stay tuned. I'm so excited. Um, And then if all goes well and I survive that, maybe the Arizona Trail, um, I will be maybe attempting either the CDT or the PCT given recommendations of the, of the trail association. So I am planning on doing like 4,000 miles next year. Um, God willing, if, if that's possible. So that is my hope. Um, professionally, um, if anyone is selling a van, um, I would love to talk to you so I could live in it. Um, and just getting into writing and just kind of working, you know, I love being a nurse, but maybe, working at doing some other things full-time and nursing just kind of supplemental in the winter. Um, So yeah, that's my, that's my short list.
0: (laughs) Awesome. And as, as someone who's done a lot of trail angel work on the PCT, thank you for taking consideration what the the trail associations say. It's always so hard. You're like the trail associations say we can't do it, but you're out here. That's always very helpful. Thank you for that, by the way. It's Um, tough,
1: but it's needed.
0: It's a, yeah, exactly. Um, Where can people follow you? Uh, all the various social media networks your youtube channel your blog where can people uh, find out what you're doing
1: well you can follow me on the Arizona trail in march if you want to come join me um it's not very populated trail but um as far as like social media um i use instagram um and youtube so i don't have a patreon i I can't i barely make enough videos for youtube so i think it would be hard to gain a patreon following but um yeah instagram my handle is at julia Sheehan um and youtube if you just search julia sheehan you'll find me on there
0: all right a few more questions i ask every through hiker this what's your trail name and how'd you get it
1: uh my trail name is rocket short for snot rocket uh self-explanatory and my nose always runs and i am uh, famous for my snot rockets that i shoot 24 <laughs> 7.
0: all right last question how has hiking changed you
1: I think the better question is how has hiking not changed me? I mean, I, everything about me has changed. I feel proud of myself and it's taught me how to just live without rules and just enjoy every day and, you know, make me feel proud of every step that I take. Um, and it's just kind of, it's kind of taken my pieces and just put them back together a little differently. So I just feel like I'm able to live life a little bit lighter.
0: Big thank you to Julia for coming on the show, guys. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel. You follow her on all the various social media networks, and let her know you were sent by the Hiker Podcast. Also, guys, I just want to thank you again for being so awesome. We do have a Hiker Podcast group. It's a little secret group. If you want to be a part of it, uh, I haven't made it public yet. It's not that it's like this is exclusive thing. It's not some exclusive club. But I started this group just so people could talk about hiking. And there's about 50 of us on there right now. And, you know, let me know. Hit me up on social medias or just Andy at HikerPodcast.com. I'll send you an invite, get you on there. Eventually, I'll probably put it on the website. I just don't want it to be all public yet and get, like, all these requests. I have another hiking, local hiking Facebook group I manage, and I get so many junk requests all the time from, you know, people who don't, you know, aren't interested. Anyway, it's a mess. So I'm just trying to make sure we're, we're keeping a group where people are – you know, respectful of each other and treating each other with dignity and respect and there's no spam, that sort of thing. Anyways, check that out. Go to hikerpodcast.com for all the various social media links and to buy your package of CS instant coffee, go to hikerpodcast.com, scroll down to the bottom, click on that link and you can get your own CS instant coffee. It is seriously the best instant coffee I've ever had. It doesn't have that weird acidity taste that you get in like a Starbucks Via or some a lot of the other ones. And Starbucks Via is pretty good and it's decent. It'll, it'll pass for me This is better, and you get twice as much. One package will do your 16 to 20 ounce cup of coffee, whereas Via only do 8 to 10. So worth it, worth every penny. Check it out. With that, guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Hiker Podcast.